Well, the punter had a good game. Welcome in to the CHGO Bears post game presented by DraftKings. Use that code CHGO when you sign up. Get up to $150 in free bets. We love DraftKings. We love Bears Saturdays, Sundays, whatever the game is being played. Uh, welcome in Adam Hogue, Mark Carmen, Corey Wooten, Greg Braggs with you on the post game. This one kind of went how we expected, guys. In the end, it wasn't that close. The Bills are a lot better. Um, <laughs> I don't know what Carm's doing already. We never do. Get your head. I'm going for the angry Hawkeye. Okay. That kind of sucked, but was also kind of fun, at least at times. Looks like Fra- that looks like Fran McCaffrey on your head. Yeah, that does actually. That's a good call. I didn't know, you know, I know Iowa has ugly colors and ugly logo, but I didn't know they can make a hat that ugly. Kansas, Ooh, I, let me have the strong hat game. You know, Carm trying to one up me here. I, I, I hate, I hate to do it to Wood because that is the number one rival of the cat. But uh, you know, it is the alma mater, so I got to. I got to do it. We there. we got him four out of five years there, so you know. Oh, there I mean. we go. Yeah. There we go. That feels. Well, the game was surprising <laughs> at halftime. The second half was more of what we thought it would be, but I mean. Well, I, I think the biggest thing is is 21 to 13 at one point. And just, again, what I've been very critical of Luke Getze, right, is just play calling, right? It just got so tight in the situation. I'm like, why not throw the ball, right? In the times where we've taken shots, we had the nice nice bomb to Valus Jones where he ran yep. a great route. Justin Fields puts it right on the money. Like, we just – it just got tight. And it's almost like we were conceding for a field goal when we are in the red zone before anything even started. I'm I'm going to be very interested to hear from Justin Fields about how he was feeling by the end of this game because something was just – I know it was cold out, but he looked slow the whole game to me, like slower than usual. It's cold. That, that, that hit he took early in the first uh, – maybe in the second quarter as he was running out of bounds, he kind of lowered his shoulder into the guy as he was going out of bounds, and I, it was his left shoulder, and I don't know – I don't know if he was ever really right after that. It was it was just weird. And and look, that whole lot the offensive line was not getting any push today at all. They missed Tevin Jenkins. They missed Cody Whitehair. I'm not sure what was going on at left guard. Larry Bourne did Larry Bourne get benched? Because Dieter Eilson was out there by the end of the game. Yeah, it seemed, it seemed like it probably. And so, that's something we talked about this. The lack of strength. Got early and came back in. Yeah, yeah I know, but. I'm talking about the left side because I think Larry Borman ended up getting benched there late. So I don't know. It was uh, look. It's I, I get I get some of the questioning of the play calling today. I also don't think it's easy to call plays when your O line's not blocking. There's nobody that can catch the ball and <laughs> right because you saw in the third and six to Dante Pettis to the sideline. Justin Fields puts it on him. The ball yep. goes right through his hands. Now. I, I I do understand people saying, hey, uh, don't be conservative, but the result might not be any different. That doesn't mean don't try. I mean, they threw it downfield to Bayless Jones for a nice completion. So that doesn't mean don't try. But at the same time, I think some fans are reaching by saying, well, if we did this, this, and this on these plays that didn't work, they would work. I, I think that's a stretch when you consider the talent around them. Well, I, I, I think you look real quick, Carm. If you look at what Buffalo did on that fourth and three, right? They put Josh Allen in a playmaking position where he has the option to run or pass. That's my only my only qualm with what uh you know Getsy did. Like he didn't give him options where he could he could either run or pass. Like get him on the move. The offensive line is not blocking right. Right. Let's get some sprint outs. Let's get some boots. Some nakeds. Things like that. And we didn't see enough of that. And I understand um you know with everything going on, but you got to give Justin Fields a chance to make some plays out there. And I feel like they didn't. You know when the game was was tight. Well, uh, yeah, go ahead, Adam. Well, let's check out our uh, DraftKings king of the game, shall we? Uh, and uh, this one, I think there's only one option. It is the punter. <laughs> Trenton Gill, he had, a, he had a nice day, averaging nearly 50 yards per punt. He had that, uh, what was that, a 63-yarder that rolled down there, uh, in you know, basically down to the one that they down. Nice job there. He also, I don't know if you noticed the first extra point of the game, the snap. Like literally went like this. It was like a curveball because of the wind. And uh, Gil reached out, grabbed it, put it down easily. Bears got the extra point. So at least there was Trenton Gill today. Could have used him at receiver. I mean, <laughs> too many drops, right? 
I, crazy. Other candidates that I would throw in there, Valus had a big day. That was the that was by far his best game. Uh, and shout out, by the way, before we get too far away from Trenton Gill. Good job, Ryan Poles. You drafted a punter. I, I thought we were dead after Pat O'Donnell. <laughs> I love that, dude, but you got that one right. So so credit to Poles. Uh, but I, Kyler Gordon had a good day, too. Yeah. Ky, Kyler Gordon uh, deserves props for that performance. Uh, but rewinding back to where you were at, Woot, it seemed to me that every time Fields rolled out, he was more so than looking downfield to throw the ball, which he did a couple of times. But at least later in the game, it just felt like he was trying to get away from the defender to not get hit. Like, it, yeah. just straight self-preservation at that point. Business decision, one on one. Yeah, and it's it's hard to play like that. And then, of course, he ends up, you know, they, they put him back out there with under four minutes to go and the game's over, and he takes that last hit that he absolutely, positively, 1,000% did not need to take. So that's just a little – that is that is an irritating way to finish a football game. But even even after that long pass to Valus Jones, like he's saying here in the comments, we get three run plays after that. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, like all of a sudden you, you have a huge play and then, oh, let's just run the football. It's almost like in the red zone, let's just settle for a field goal. Like, yeah, at the worst, we'll get a field goal. And it's like, no. You should be trying to shoot for the end zone and, and you have to take shots in the red zone. That's why Cole Komet came alive in like that two to three game span because we were taking some shots at the end zone. So I kind of just didn't get it um, unless I'm just trying to figure out why in that situation, why we weren't taking more shots at the end. zone. No, I think it's fair. I think it's a fair question. Um, and was anybody as infuriated with CBS as I was at the end of the game? I mean, the quarterback clearly limps <laughs> off the field they didn't even acknowledge it. They didn't even show him. They, they, he was apparently in the, according to Nick's tweets at the game, Nicholas, you know, took some great photos with his uh, phone camera Samsung. and um, his, his camera that apparently makes phone calls and texts a little bit. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, they, they didn't even, and all of a sudden they, Peterman's in the game and now and then they just show fields on the sideline. It's like, oh, just because the game's over. I'm like, I don't know. I think he's actually hurt. Like, what happened there? Best we can hope for on this one, and I hate to say this, is that it's just some little mild extra sprain ding. And that, at least from my perspective, and I don't want to watch the last two games without Justin Fields, but if we get a mild injury that they shut him down for the season, a la what they did before with Jalen Johnson, I just think that at this point it makes the most sense. Uh, I mean, I don't know what he gained from oh, playing. We have a moratorium on this, Mark. <laughs> I, I know, but, but well, we, we do. But, like, the way this thing developed at the end, we don't. I mean, it's got to be discussed at this point. Yeah, and that's been my concern overall. Because, the like, Hoga has been preaching to me, and, I, and I, I don't completely disagree with him. There is still reps to be had, development to be made. But it is minimal. I mean, the throw to Valus Jones, that's huge, you know. And, and that's big for Valus. It was a great throw by Justin to throw him open, too. So I'm not trying to downplay those kind of little moments, but they're very minimal. Avalis needed that moment. So, you know, that's that's great. But, again, the risk, to me, heavily outweighs the reward at this point. You know, and even, like, what's he supposed to do? So when you say he was avoiding hits, uh, at one point through the game, he rolls out of the pocket and throws it out of bounds where he was one-on-one with a guy where normally he's taken that one-on-one to try to beat him, and he's not anymore. So I like that. Because I don't need him trying to win a shootout over the Bills while they're putting up 35 points. It's not necessary. So I'm with you guys. If it's any kind of little ding that, especially if it's the shoulder again or anything like that, I'm I'm totally for I've seen all I need to see with Justin Fields. But at the same time, if he's healthy, they're going to play him. Yeah, I just, I, I if he's, if I, I think he can still play through a little bit of pain. Next week, you're inside. You're in Detroit. It's an indoor game. You're not going to be dealing with the elements. Chase Claypool, if he's back, you need Justin Fields to be playing. You got to learn more about what you have with Chase Claypool. If Equinemius St. Brown's back from his concussion, that helps you at least a little bit to have one or more. They, they didn't have – like, he was really working with nothing today. And I'm glad that Valus Jones, you know, stepped up the way he did a little bit. Now you want to try to build on that. Like, you don't want that to be just it. You have a couple more games to build on that. So um, I, I would still play him unless there's a – you know what, whatever's going on there, unless it's a further risk of injury, I still want to see more out of these last couple of games. You know, and, and and maybe week 18 is different when you're back at Soldier Field in the cold, but next week in Detroit, I would still play him healthy yeah, or I'm- not, or however that injury was on the final drive when it's 35 to 13, 
if they had put him back out there, I was going to smash my 60 inch TV. So I'm glad I was glad to see him on the sideline there. Yeah, I, I just think Getsy has to do a better job of game planning for, for what he has in there. And I didn't think he did a good job. I thought in the first half, he did an okay job. But when we got in the second half, it was just way too conservative. If you have Justin Fields out there, do some plays that he's comfortable with, right? Do, do some of these some of these boots and sprint outs like I talked about. It just seemed like it was just getting too tight. And if Justin Fields is going to be in the game, you have to game plan for it. If Peterman's in there and you want to run the football, you want to be conservative, you want to run the clock out, that's fine. But if Justin Fields is in there, you have to game plan for what he does well. And I think he didn't do that in the second half, especially on that on that uh, fourth and 14 play. I mean, it's just kind of like, what are, what are we calling in that situation? You know what I mean? Like, I know it's kind of a broken down play, but you got to put him in a position to succeed. You look at, you know, how, how they how they scripted for Josh Allen towards the end of the game. He was running when he needed to. So that's what Justin Fields you know, can, can can draw something from that because it seemed a little different. Like, I agree with you, Olga. He might have took a shot that, that kind of affected him because he wasn't running on some of these some of these plays that he normally does. So, yeah, and there were uh, a couple design runs early in the game, and then they just stopped calling him. So I think something was going on there. Let's quickly acknowledge our guy, the Duke, 811 with another $99.99. Super <laughs> chat. What's up, Duke? Mary Tankathon, he says, but Justin uh, Bubala, why are you taking that last hit? Uh, Justin Bubala. should. Bubala. No, 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 no. You just, you just Smokey Robinson, Chinooka. It's Bubala. Oh. Bubala. We... Oh, My I just Bobby. Smokey Robinson. I love it. <laughs> Bubala. What's up, Bubala? We got you. Dude, the Duke might be, uh, he might be uh, MOT. Could be a member of the tribe with the Bubala. What does that mean? What, what you got to help Boobala, us out? Here. Like baby, you know. Boobala, Come on. I, I, I think maybe I'm wrong. That's not actually a, a Hanukkah Jewish thing. That Bubala could be, it could be, uh, I don't know. Woot, can that be Italian? Bubala? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, I've never, I've never heard of that. Right? Okay. I've okay. heard of it. You know, Bachika Loop and all these other stuff. Paisan, all this stuff. I've heard of that. All right. So. So Karm was way off his skis trying to compare me to, to not knowing how to say Hanukkah. I think Bubala to Bubala, I think I got I, I think I, if I, you I, can't even explain what it is, then it can't be as well known as like one of the most well known holidays that right. exist. Oh no, no, I'm, I'm I'm Googling it right now. It says it says a term term of endearment for Jewish people. Thank you. I was okay. right. I just I so just Karm backed right. off too. I just backed off a little yeah. bit too much. So it's like it's like a paisan, you know how Italian first goes. Yeah. Hey, what's yeah. up, paisan? To check in on our on the Jewish delegation. Yeah. Well, if the yeah. Jewish guy can't even explain what it means, then I'm like, <laughs> you know, I feel a little level of vindication there for mispronouncing it. So anyway, I apologize. Um, the rest right. of that, by the way, said. Um, Justin should be shut down now. I hate to agree with Karm, but Karm, I can't wait to see Justin Fields in a dome just down the road in Arlington Heights, which is a great point, Duke. I tweeted this towards the end. What the hell did Bearweather get the Bears today? The quarterback <laughs> looked slow. Nobody could catch the ball. Nobody wanted to tackle the entire entire game. It what 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 was the benefit of why it, it, it was terrible? Give me fast players in fast environments playing their fastest. That's what I want to see. I didn't even enjoy Josh Allen looking like crap most of the game. Like, give me a good quarterback matchup. That just ruined everything. It wasn't fun. Is, 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 isn't that that makes the, the, the football the elements, right? Like Chicago Bears, Buffalo Bills, right? Them playing at home. Yeah. It makes it tougher, right? It's home field advantage. You know, years ago when we played my rookie year, we played Seattle in that game. It was absolutely freezing. In the first playoff game, we had a bye. So uh, the second round. And they didn't even want to be there. It was so cold for them, and they didn't want to be there. And I, I could just sense it. So, it. so it is an advantage. And I think it's something, like, I would hate for the Bears to go in a dome. Like, as much as I love playing in domes and being in a neutral setting, it is an advantage. You play against guys, and they just do not want to hit you. Like, when I played against Jason Witten, he didn't even he didn't even want to hit me, you know, coming across the formation. So it, do, it does make cowards out of a lot of people. You know, it does. They, they make business decisions and, and things of that nature. And the one thing about Justin Fields, I, this could be a game where it's cold as heck, right? Doesn't have playmakers. And he was just like, you know what? It is what it is at this point. You know, making business decisions about, hey, I'm not going to take this extra hit or, or whatnot. So, but I, I think you got to keep the Bears outside. I think you do. But what advantage did it give the Bears today? Well, well I mean, 
Oh, we we have no defensive line. Uh, we can't stop the run. Uh, so there there really was I mean, no yeah. advantage. Well, yeah, but, but you look on paper, right? The, the the Bills, right? Coming to this game, their their running backs weren't that electric or anything like that. They rushed for two hundred fifty four yards, almost nine yards a pop on us. Like we can't stop anybody. So it's it's tough. And to Corey's point, I mean, it was the twenty one to thirteen game to start the fourth quarter, right? And last week it was the same thing against the Eagles. Every Both game those been teams, like that though. Well, but the defense was a big part of that this time. The, the, every game's been like that. And as I put in our uh, post-game reaction uh, article that we put out for CHGO, we've been in every game this year, but for the most part, it's been because of Justin Fields. And these last few games, I feel like we've been in it because of the defense more so, which is a change of the silver lining that you're drawing from the game. So to Corey's point, I feel like the last two weeks, and, and it's a little surprising because both teams we played are cold weather teams that play outdoors. But at the same time, I mean, that cold, that Chicago cold hits different, as our guy Brandon well, Spano would say. And, you know, to me, they neither team looked like they really wanted to be out there. So, you know, as much as I can't wait to get out to Arlington Heights, I definitely think there's credence to the, you know, the teams not wanting to be in that. And you develop a toughness as a team that, consistently plays in that yeah but to, to, to Hulk's point it, or and to Corey's point you have an advantage when you play the Cowboys or a team that plays in a dome you're not going to have an advantage when you play the Buffalo Bills who have worse weather arguably than than the Bears they're used to it Josh Allen loves playing or I don't know if he loves playing it but he's very effective playing in this weather yep. so it they weren't going to get an edge today but I mean to your point Adam the, to the fans and those who were I props to you, I guess, if you want to take your shirt off and show <laughs> us all you got. And I thought I saw a couple of people there that might have been related to Braggs, but uh, I didn't know anybody on the telecast today. The, the Bill, the Bills fan they showed in the first half with his shirt off. I, I said on Twitter, it looked like one of his nipples was in good shape, and then the other nipple looked like it was ready to fall off. It was so frozen. I, I just think that was my nipple analysis the, I was hitting. The majority of Bears fans, I think, could get enough of their bear weather tailgating outside and would love to go into a nice warm dome stadium and sit down and watch a, a January, December football game. There was We had the Vikings game on the other TV like the entire time, and the just the despair. Now, I get that they're 11-3 and three and their fans are a little bit more excited, but the, just the, the contrast of one stadium, freezing cold, empty seats, nobody out there playing fast, looking like they wanted to be out there versus the Giants-Vikings game, whiteout. Good for the Vikings. They did this cool whiteout today. The entire stadium's packed. I've been in that building, um, not only in the, the press box many times, but I've actually been in the stands too. It is so loud in there. Um, to me, that's a, that's a home field advantage, and you have their fast players playing fast throughout the game. It just, the contrast between the two games today is they were like right next to each other was just, I, even my eight-year-old at one point goes, the Vikings have a better stadium. Not fair. <laughs> uh, just, Brian Marshall says in the chat, the Bucks and the Niners went to Lambeau and won in Packer weather the last two years. That, it's a myth. The Packers you know? are seven and seven, I think, over the last like decade uh, in home playoff games. Carm, go ahead. Sorry. I, I just want to make mention that I have been in contact with the mayor's office this week again, trying to get this set up with mayor to mayor life to come in. Uh, on our on our podcast and talk about this and, and get the dome built in in Chicago. There's uh, different congressmen or different Illinois representatives are out there tweeting this week about how no public money for the Bears. This is not a done deal. We can get this dome right on the lakefront and and everybody can have a win win and Ho can go with his family in 2031 and sit in a beautiful air conditioned, heated, warm year-round dome facility in Chicago where we can play Final Fours or whatever else you want. Yep. That's what that's my plan, damn it. Okay. Yeah, the dome, like so so as a player, I like playing in domes, right? I feel like it's a fast surface and whatnot. Like, you know, if if you ask what do you prefer to play in, obviously a dome. But but as far as like the, the advantage, you know, like we talked about, I think it it is when the Cowboys came there, the Seattle, you know, they, they didn't want to play in the cold, you know. You could just tell it really affected them. Um what was it, the Saints? The, the Saints one year in the NFC championship. Yeah. Right? And, and Corey, let me real quick. I totally understand why there was an advantage for your teams because yeah. you didn't necessarily have a high flying offense with a quarterback like Justin Fields, yeah. who kind of does rely. You're like, to, to me, 
like that made a lot of sense because you're going, you know, you're going to have to win with defense. And so if you can get some elements to kind of slow down the other team and help you help you out, I get it. If the Bears are entering this era, though, with Justin Fields, where they're they're really relying on him and not only his arm, but his legs as well. I just I would hate to have like today's game be the playoff setting, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like if these were the conditions for a playoff game with Justin Fields as my quarterback, I, I wouldn't like that. I'd, I'd almost rather go on the road and see him playing on the turf just to speed things up. Just one breaking thing. Uh, Jason Leisure is tweeting out just 16 seconds ago. Bears coach Matt Eberflus says quarterback Justin Fields got his foot stepped on at the end and he is fine. Okay. So Good. Hopefully, it's cold weather. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But 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 Ho, what you're saying real quick um, about you, you look at the top quarterbacks in the league, right? We we're playing against Josh Allen, right? Year in and year out. They're playing at home. He's still able to run. He's still able to do everything. Patrick Mahomes as well. Kansas City gets cold. Sure. Right. So I, I think obviously, yeah, if, if everything could be great and it'd be on a, a great surface with a dome. But I, I just feel like he'll learn how to play in these elements. And both of those quarterbacks have have mastered that playing in the cold elements and being able to still run and make plays and be dynamic. So I understand what you're saying, but I think Justin Fields just hasn't played in that cold of weather, right? You know, college, even from the college days, right? Ohio state, you know, the season's over by November and then all of a sudden you're playing for the, in a dome most of the time or warm weather place. So didn't have that much experience playing in really, really cold weather. Yeah, and I did say this week, regardless of the results, this was going to be a good experience for Fields just to have to deal with the elements, good or bad, and playing through them. Let's quickly uh, take a look at our Fields Guide presented by Green Ridge Farm and uh, just kind of summarize the day for Justin Fields. He actually was doing okay early on in this game. Uh, They weren't asking him to do a whole lot, but he finishes 15 for 23, 119 yards, which was an under on that one, one touchdown hit Dante Pettis wide open on that first drive of the game, sacked a couple times, uh, wasn't really able to get much going at all in the running game, either design runs or scrambling, seven carries, 11 yards. That might be his lowest total of the entire season off the top of my head, um, but way under the, uh, what was it, 74 and a half that uh, DraftKings had for the over-under on his rushing total. So just one of those games where not a whole lot of offensive production. Can I ask a question? How do the Bears come out and look so good on the first drive consistently all season long, and then it just goes away? I, I, scripted I, plays, I, I, you know. I mean, that's the first twenty-five are scripted plays, right, Corey? Yep. The, 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 yeah, usually the first fifteen for sure are scripted, but then after that, uh, Getsy's got to do a better job adjusting, right? Because the ebbs and flows of the games, what they're giving you, the kind of looks and and what's open. Um, and hey, I understand he's handcuffed to a certain extent. But he's got he just got to do a better job of, of play calling in the red zone, right? Because it seems like it's pretty decent up to there. And then we just get, ah, let's just settle for a field goal. And at that point, you just got to take some shots to the end zone. You know, throw it up to only where your guy can go. And if and if they threw three consecutive passes where it looked good and maybe they dropped it or maybe couldn't catch it, I'm fine with that. I'd rather do that than conservatively run the ball three times and set up for a field goal. If if you were gonna percentage that out though, Woot, how much of it is talent and how much are you putting on on the OC? Well, I, I think I, I think I got to put most of it on, on the OC because this is wow. the talent that he's had all year, right? And I understand that our, our two receivers, St. Brown is our best one thus far. He wasn't in the game. But you just – you have to design your play calling for what you have, right? You look at the Patriots for years. They've done that. If somebody's hurt, this guy's out, they find a way to get it done through the game planning, right? So you have to have a game plan that works well for Justin Fields and the talent that he has. And I understand it's, it's you're handcuffed, but look at Alan Williams has been able to do, you know, with, with no pass rush at all. He has those guys playing. They've had four picks on two of the best quarterbacks in the league the past two weeks. And, you know, for me, just, you know, you know, um, writing down just series to series, the first play, the uh, first drive, you know, you get the touchdown, but then after that, it's mistakes. Komet has a big drop on the second series. You know, he gets tipped on fourth down. So I don't know if you put that on fields or, you know, uh, Larry Borum, you know, not opening up a throwing lane on how he's blocking is probably more so on Justin. Then the third series on third down, a low snap by Sam Mustafer. Second half, you have the big drop on third down by Dante Pettis. You have a David Montgomery fumble. 
I mean, these are the other reasons why they're not executing is mistakes outside of Justin Fields and Luke Getze, players that should be replaced by next year. Yeah, I, I mean, that was one of those games where it was hard to string together first downs at all because you had something on every every series, a blatant miss block, a holding penalty, yep. a drop. I mean, and uh, this is where I I agree with, Corey, what you were saying. Like, And I do think that it is a question sort of going into the offseason in an area of, of improvement that gets he – can work on and maybe being aggressive and more aggressive in certain situations. I also think that, that this was a game where it's, it would have been hard for any play caller. I think to come out of this game looking good with all those mistakes and, and the weather conditions and, and potentially fields um, getting banged up in the middle of the game, which we still need a little bit more clarity on. So it's just, it, it's one of those, those tough situations, I think for a coach at the same time. I mean, the, the best is that Justin Fields, I mean, relatively came out healthy. I mean, that's that's the biggest yeah, takeaway yeah, of the game. Let, let's let's not let's not completely, at least from my perspective, jump ahead that he's that he's coming out okay. We'll we'll have to wait and see. Um I yeah. I, I I hear I hear what that Eberflus is saying they just got stepped on his foot, but the, the, the dude took a bunch of hits on that shoulder today. I, I'm a, I'm hoping that he's fine. I'm and, and judging by his toughness in the past, maybe he is, but I'm just going to take a little bit of a wait and see what, what comes out on Wednesday as far as the quarterback is concerned and whether he's a full participant in practice. That throw to Bayless Jones, highlight of the game, though. Yeah. I mean, I mean that's the only big play we have to go off of all game, but it, I mean, just the ability for Justin to not throw it once the guy's already open, to throw him open, and for Bayless Jones to come down with the catch just overall, um, just such a, a great thing to see on both ends of the spectrum. Well, I think it's good that he he didn't throw a pick or anything in this game. So we're seeing him make better decisions as a whole, right? So that's some growth there. It's just it's just like, honestly, I understand with, with the lack of receiver weapons, the offensive line, the struggles at times. That's why I'm very optimistic about, about next year for sure. Like if we, if we could surround him with, with a, a number one receiver, get that offensive line beefed up, and actually have some some defensive linemen that can get after you, feel pretty good about the secondary. Like, think about all the games we've been into. At this point, this is a 21-13 game. Imagine if we have a pass rush in this situation, right? This, this, is, this is a very – and then we have a number one receiver that can go up and get it. I think it, I think it changes everything. So, really looking forward to it. I know Justin feels like, you know, people are critical about his passing yards and everything. You know, it's a combination of Luke Getze and the weapons there. So, next year, next year when he really, really gets all those weapons and Luke Getze – really understands what he needs to do as a play caller to really to really get the best out of Justin Fields. And in that red zone area, I'm really looking forward to that. Well, speaking of the pass rush, there's a stat when we come back here that we got to talk about because it is just <laughs> ridiculous. Um, but first, you know, it was sunny out there today. So at least uh, with the with the temperature dropping as low as it did, the the sun tends to come out here in Chicago. So if you were out there, you you probably needed your shady rays, your sunglasses, because shady rays never understood why sunglasses were so expensive, and they went out to change it. They have premium polarized shades featuring world class optical clarity, durability, and styles catered to everyone and every lifestyle. And the best part is, they have the most insane protection program in all of eyewear lost and broken replacements if you lose or break them on day one they will send you a brand new pair no questions asked and even with that strong of a protection program the sunglasses are great they they have a quality that we can tell you with our own shady rays and also with over two hundred thousand five star reviews shady rays customers can tell you as well they are great quality sunglasses and they provide 10 meals to fight hunger in america with every order placed and have donated over 20 million meals to date and this is exclusive for our listeners right now shady rays is running their deepest deal of the season use code chgo for 50 percent off two or more pairs at shadyrays.com buy one get one free you can get two pairs for as low as 54 dollars. redeem only at shadyrays.com where you can find all their newest and best shades and the common energy efficiency program is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities that they serve with they want to help you save both money and energy. They have a free facility assessment that can help find energy saving opportunities. 
lighting, HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, all of that is available. An authorized engineer is going to work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs. Again, helping you save money and helping save energy all at the same time. How do you do this? You go to comment.com slash powering biz, comment.com slash powering biz, or you can call them 855-433-2700, 855-433-2700, or send them an email, business <laughs> at comment.com. <laughs> business. I really hey I have some breaking news. Thank you to our friend to comment. Yeah, go ahead. And that is that the Texans have won. They beat the Titans 19 to 14. So the Bears are only one game back of the Texans for the number one pick in the draft. And they have the Jacksonville Jaguars at home next week and the Colts. On the road, final game of the season. Oh, they could beat the Colts for sure. The Colts is interesting, but, but they, they would have lose. to lose both, right? Both. No, I, I don't think so. I think they. I think if we both sit at three, and maybe the chat can correct me if I'm wrong. Mark's shaking his head, but I don't believe him. Now the Bears don't have the tiebreaker. All right, then never mind. It's not going to happen. Everyone, stop talking. No, it's, a, it's it's still on the table. It's and we can't say it's fully not going to happen. Man, the last two weeks they had chances to beat the the Chiefs and um, another good team. They were right on the ropes yeah. with. But they're playing some good football. I hope, I hope they give. I hope they give Lovey a few years to really get that that defense locked up. Get the offense some some weapons because uh, I really think he's a great coach. And, oh, the Texans you know. have a tie, so that's why the Bears would yeah. jump the Texans. Wait, if so we both finish with the same amount of wins. The Texans have a tie, which is better than a loss, and the Bears will hop the Texans. I knew they only needed to be tied with them. So if they, yeah, they lose. If they lose one more game, they finish three, thirteen, and one. And then if the win Bears, another. then the win. Bears would be three and fourteen. Yeah. And the Bears You're right. Then the Bears stuff. would be have the number one overall pick. So it very is very much play. Jump over them, baby. very much in play. All right. So they got to beat the Colts. Is that game in Indy? Yeah. The Texans are at home against Jacksonville next week, and then the final week of the season on the road at Indy. So I think I think CHO just we all need to make a road trip. <laughs> hey, to that game. Send me down it there, out. and I will rally yeah. the troops. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think they'll be, be. I think the full like they win this game, but I mean we'll see what happens. But I think they'll be in full tank mode now. I don't that they, they know this too. So I to me it'll be really interesting to see how both teams, the Bears and the Texans, approach these final two weeks. But I. I think the Texans will be in full tank mode. I, I think they'd be crazy to give up that number one. Pick. Well, one difference though, if I'm lovey, I'm just to be safe, trying to win as much as possible because I be don't competitive, know. Just be competitive. Yeah. Yeah. So, and Corey, you played for him. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I just don't see lovey Smith in tank mode. I don't, I don't think tank is in his, in his vocabulary. I don't think he could do that. <laughs> I mean, I, I think they just got to give him a shot because Man, he they they've been in some tight games like the Bears, and he's, he's really got them playing. So hopefully they'll give him a couple years to really develop this team. Um, but a comment that Jake Jake Flanagan said earlier about yeah, the let's Bears throw that sacks. back up there, Joe. I want to yeah, yeah, let's talk about that. that up there. So yeah, eighteen sacks in fifteen games, right? Brisker has four sacks. D line only has eight and a half of the sacks, right? We're dead last in in sacks in the league, eight right? And a half. <laughs> Philadelphia Eagles have 55. The Patriots have 50. Dallas Cowboys 49. Kansas City Chiefs 45. Right? Those are those are some teams. That's that, that's that's how you win, man. I I, I understand that, that we have some needs that we need to fill in the offensive line, but I think defensive line and Carm, we should have listened to you from the beginning of the year because you called it, right? You said I'm more worried about the defensive line. I was like, ah, nah. Get. You were right, Carm. We were wrong. I got, I got to take accountability of that. Uh, I'll take it, although it's just been painful to watch. And sh- shout out to my guy who I'm rooting for, who I still want to believe that somehow, some way he can get unlocked in Dominique Robinson. But we saw him on our television screen in the picture chasing Josh Allen in the end zone. You haven't touched a quarterback since week one. Dom Rob, 
dive at him. Just get your hand at him. So at least if you're in the, you know, you make the stat sheet. Uh, I saw he was getting some high fives after that because he was actually, you know, slightly impacting a play. But uh, that Josh Allen thing, you know, when we're looking at what we're hoping Justin Fields can be, that was the next level right there. I mean, not Josh only. Josh Allen was terrible today. Well, he he had that's okay. He had some horrible interceptions, but he that speed when he gets out there, plus the arm. I mean, I, I don't know. It just, I I can't wait till we're terrible and put up thirty five points. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, you I have mean, to. You have to be playing this Bears defense though yeah. to do that. Yeah. But real quick, right. real I mean, quick before we move on out of this though, because it gets even worse. Then good stuff from Jake there, but Kevin Fishbane tweeted this in the middle of the game. So uh, there was a third down conversion that Travis Gibson recorded a hit, an actual yeah. quarterback hit that counted in the stat sheet. We did it. That was the first QB hit for a Bears defensive end since week nine, ending a five-game drought. How How is that possible to go five games Without a quarterback hit, like I would, I would think that you would accidentally bump into the quarterback at some point and register a hit. I mean, that's yeah, insane. Man, it's it, it's been it's been tough. Um, it, it has really been tough, and I, I, it's just very surprising at times that like, yeah, I understand we we don't have the most dominant pass rushers or anything like that, but you would think occasionally people would win. Occasionally, right? Not all the time. Some of the time, but we just don't see any of that. And I think. Yeah, like we just don't have the talent, and and people are going to be surprised. We're going to put a lot of attention on the defensive line and the free agency and, and offseason. Like, there's, there's going to be a lot. Like, we got four positions basically to fill. That's um, why I'm, I'm, you know, depending I'm, on what they do with Justin Jones, I think he could be a fit at the nose. Um, but you, you know, we're going to have to get some, get some options in free agency. We're going to have to with our draft pick potentially the number one draft pick at, at either you know Jalen Carter, Will Anderson. Um, a lot of tension on that defensive line. And I think that's how you win championships. You know, a lot of people say, oh, well, we need – yeah, obviously we need another weapon for Justin Fields. We need a better offensive line. But when a defensive line is breathing down people's throats, 07 and 11 Giants, that's how they want it. The Brady killers, right? Brady's killing them the whole season. Then he comes in the Super Bowl both times, and they shut him down. Von Miller and company, when they got after Cam Newton, MVP, yep. you know? And then Seattle Seahawks against Peyton Manning, right? Couldn't get anything off. Defensive line definitely wins championships. If they can't score, they don't win, man. That's why I laugh at anybody that says, oh, whatever, picking six, seventh, or one, two, it doesn't matter. It does matter, especially when you have Will Anderson and Jalen Carter at the top of this draft, and you now have that option. Because the other big part is not only do you have the option at one or two to draft one of those guys, when the season ends, you know you know, you can draft one of those two guys, no matter what happens. So then you can approach free agency with a much more, you know, um, um, clear vision of what you're going to do. You're, if you're drafting eight, you're guessing to an extent what you can get there and then going off of that and how you approach free agency. So it is vital to me to have this pick. I mean, it's not going to be the end of the world if they don't, but at the same time, it, it can help them so much and Ryan pulls so much to approach free agency the way he wants if he knows who he can draft at one or two. Well, yeah, and I think, by the way, it, it, perhaps the, the most important thing about getting the number one pick is if this is a draft where Bryce Young is the clear-cut number one quarterback, having that pick instead of the Texans is so valuable because it allows other teams to be in the Bryce Young derby. If Houston has it, that's their guy, right? right? But if the Bears have it, now you open up to a whole trade market of teams that know that they can jump ahead of Houston. Or even Houston could have to do what the Bears did the year they shouldn't have done it and traded up one spot just to secure Trubisky because that's the only way they can guarantee another team from leapfrogging them. So getting that number one pick to me opens up a more realistic door where you could trade back and still get Jalen Carter or Willie Anderson. I'm not sure you really have that realistic shot if you're at two or three. Um, getting up to number one really would be would be huge. Yeah, that, that, that would be huge. 
So hold on, just I'm sorry. There's just a couple of fields things coming out here yeah. uh, that we saw in in the in the chat, and now I'm just like going through Twitter. I mean, fields, and we'll have I think we're having uh, Nick on from Salas. I'm not 100 percent certain, but quote still can't put f- a full weight on it on his foot, but I'll be ready as far as next week. And he also admitted that he dinged up his shoulder uh, as well. To, to I guess speaking to Mark Rody on that on his on that part of his post game duties. So. I knew uh, it, man. I and I guarantee you, I, it was that play I saw. And, and like, it's like just slumping his shoulder as he came back. I mean, just sniffing out, out, sniffing out the flu. Say, hey, he's fine. Like, I, we gotta. I mean, I, maybe he is, but he's fine because he's a tough sob and he's he's grinding through this. And I mean, there, there's got to be some real question. I'm just about hoping it was the cold, the cold weather because cold weather hits. Like I've gotten my foot stepped on, you know, during a game, and I thought I broke it. At that particular time in the cold weather, because bro, it stuff hits hit different. You get a you get a, a helmet to the elbow, uh, wrist. It, it feels like it feels like it, it breaks at that point because the weather is so cold. So hopefully, it's a situation where it's the cold weather that the hits feel a little bit different. But hopefully, when it's all said and done, he's okay for the most part. But I agree, we have to limit the hits that he takes and things of that nature because he is our our, our prized possession, our future quarterback our franchise guy, so he's got to make sure he ends the season healthy. Get our guy, Enrique, with the $5 Super Chat. Merry Christmas to all of us. Thank you so much, Enrique. Back at you. Was able to leave the game today with all my fingers and toes. <laughs> that, 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 you, you uh, gold star, brother. That is, and, that's a big-time move. And he gives Lawrence, our, our, our guy, our super producer, typically for our post-game shows, a shout but it's our guy Joey Space Spathis in the background today, so he's doing the hard hey, behind the scenes. But of course, Merry Christmas to Lawrence as well. But I will say, he said he he just got back from the game, and I said this on Twitter as well. Anybody that went to this game with a girl that they are not married to yet, you marry that girl right now. She is the one. <laughs> if she tough today out with you, she is the one. Stop looking. She's it. There you go. It's a good point. I, I actually, I, I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, speaking of Joey, Joey, can we put up this tweet? Um, we need to address this. This came up in the middle of the game. Um, the bills, they challenged the play that, uh, Ryan Griffin appeared to have the first down and oh, no. right when it happened, I knew it. <laughs> right when it happened, I'm like, I think his knee might have been down. I'm not before he reached the ball. I'm not sure it's first down. Sean McDermott challenges it. Mark Carmen tweets this immediately. And I, I'm I'm can I'm just there's a lot of things going on here, Carm. If you could please translate uh, okay. um, all right. First what, of all, what's happening. Uh shout out to anybody who would ever tweet something and, and not double check it. Uh just kind of like a, a mutant. Uh, real quick, yeah, 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 real quick though. Uh, great yeah. reference with the mutant, by the way, for our podcast listeners who can't see the screen. Uh, the tweet says, Terrible challenge, Period. think about she people, Sean McDermott. <laughs> okay, so, so uh, I don't know why Twitter auto credit think about the people, Sean McDermott. It's cold out there, it's freezing. We don't need a lengthy challenge, which is exactly what it was because we're gonna have to look back and forth a zillion times. The game was over at that point, and I don't understand for the record. He won the challenge, and so I, I had a tweet after that where I apologized to him and his family. He got it right. Uh, the sheep people thing is very awkward, and I need to double-check my tweets officially, and I did the rest of the game. So that's a bad job, and Hoag's and response. The game was, and the game wasn't over at that point. The game they, was it still... was a two-score game. The game was over, and, 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 and I'm sorry – NFL officials, really? You're sure 100% watching yeah. the fact that he didn't get it? That's not inconclusive? It, 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 seemed, it seemed very questionable, though. It looked like even with his knee down that you could make an argument. Yeah, but did you guys had got another angle. Did you guys me. hear what Gene Steratore said? I heard what he said. The yellow line wasn't I know, accurate. but just from the angles they gave us on the broadcast – the well, they got to do a better job with those angles, right? If, we got 4K they, TVs. We yeah. got all this. Yeah, I, we well, I now, if they gave him a better angle in the review booth, fine. But the angles they gave on TV and what they called on the field, to me it wasn't conclusive enough, even if it was the correct call. Yeah, I think, it, it, I, I think you, you guys have your Bears goggles on on this oh. one. He, he was a half yard short. 
and I thought it was pretty obvious. <laughs> Whatever. Until you put a chip in that football, that you that play is inconclusive. He was stretching, yeah. went to the knee hit. Come on, man. We need the World Cup chips in these balls. What we don't need to review, though, is the she people, and that is a straight embarrassment, and I'd like to apologize to both Fred Carmen. Uh, and, and grow up. You it was, it was, it was, it was, a, it was a rough one, but I, but you know what? I left it up there because you know, Hey, it's for the content. There we go. The bad job by me straight, straight. That's, hey, that's, that's my motto in life. Don't think just tweet. <laughs> yeah. That's the opposite of uh, what you should do. No. Children. Uh, you should do the opposite of that. So and tomorrow, somebody I, else will have said I, something. I also like 10 times dumber. Just yeah, the, fire the, him away. The, uh, the other thing that happened mid game is that I somehow realized that I wasn't following Adam Hogue. So either Hogue unfollowed <laughs> me on, on my computer, or Braggs did it, or Lawrence did it. Somebody unfollowed Hogue on my it Sounds computer. like you unfollowed Hogue. Might have been I Elon. definitely you, did not. You got mad at him about something he tweeted about you. I would never unfollow that. That was that's a never unfollow. Somebody is playing games at the CHGO offices, and I'm going to the tape. I'm going to find out who it is. It's probably just <laughs> Elon doing some weird. Could, could be Elon. With you. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, Carm also did bring up a good point mid game that I failed at because for the third straight week I could have probably live bet the Bills and uh, yeah. didn't do it when the Bears had a lead. Um. I didn't even think about it until you tweeted at me, Carm. Never even crossed my mind. So I failed. I should have been with DraftKings, hanging out with DraftKings in the middle of the game, using that code CHGO because DraftKings is an official sports betting partner of the NFL and is our go-to when betting on the NFL this holiday season. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets. If they do, right now, everyone can earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped up same-game parlays. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same-game parlay, combine multiple bets like which team will win, player props, point totals, and more. The more legs you have in that parlay, the bigger your boost is, and that's the bigger your shot to win big. I also love live betting. Missed an opportunity today. Could have done it. Bears had a lead again. You knew what was coming. You knew the hurricane was coming, and uh, eventually it did, and the Bills won easily. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code CHGO. Place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game. Get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code CHGO. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. I mean, that has been the best bet all season long that, that you've been nailing. Bears look good. Take the lead. Get into the live bet. Get yourself about a touchdown worth of points. It happened last week. I don't know where it was today, so but I'm sure you, well you would have won. I know we're I know we're talking. We've been talking about how bad the pass rush has been all season. But Corey, what did you think of the pass rush today? Just overall, the front seven. I felt like they were creating a little more disturbance for Josh Allen than we've normally seen this year. Before you answer that, we would just want to remind everybody: when you're looking for tickets, go to Game Time Tickets. <laughs> My bad. You're, you know, you're good. Uh, Game Time Tickets right now. Next up is the Red Hot Chicago Bulls, and I got to tell you, uh, during the holiday season, Bulls fans love to go to Bulls games, so it is a little uh, more pricey than normal. Two tickets up top uh, for Monday's game against the Rockets. Is 156 bucks with fees. So what is that? That's 70, uh, 70, thank you very much. $77, $78. Thank you very much. There's the math. University of Iowa, go Hawks. 78 bucks a ticket for uh, upper levels, which is the best price you're going to get anywhere on the secondary market right now. Maybe wait till towards game time. But game time tickets will get you in up top, down low, wherever you want to be, courtside, 50-yard line. Tremendous prices today for the Bear game and concert shows, whatever you need. Game time tickets has been downloaded the app 15 million times. You can get on in there, and uh, there is no better way to get in via the secondary market than game time tickets. All right, Woot, answer Braggs's. Yeah, so so I thought there was like uh, like two occasions where they where they got a little more pressure. The one where uh, Robinson was, was chasing him towards uh, our his own end zone, uh, Josh Allen. But as a whole, it's just. There's, there's not enough pressure. Like you can't have 10 to 15 seconds back there to throw. And there's too many of that all day, you know, on, on those two plays, it was better, but as a whole, as a defensive line, you know, if, if, if he has more than five seconds consistently, any, any uh, quarterback's going to carve you up. Right. You know, you, you used to have to count with Matt. He'd say one, two, 
three balls out. You got to be there. You got to be his face. You got you got to fluster him. So we just it's not enough. So a lot of a, a lot of draft picks and, and attention with the free agency, man. And speaking of that, if you guys had your pick, we end up number two. Jalen Carter or Will Anderson right now? What do you guys pick? I, I think I, I think I'm leaning towards Jalen Carter to be honest with you. And now that is without, uh, you know, ra- I'm raising my hand and saying I have not, you know, spent the full amount of time specifically watching them, going back and watching a lot of their tape, which I will obviously will do January, February, March, leading up to the draft. But just kind of based on right now, what everyone we've talked to has kind of said they're like 1A, 1B in terms of the, the defensive front guys that you can add to your team. And so if it's really that close, I'm I'm looking at um, what Matt Eberflus had to say this week and what you've told us over and over again about how important the three technique is to this defense and how it kind of really all start starts there. So if you have your opportunity to go out and add your DeForest Buckner to this defense that's still a rookie that you don't have to pay for four years, I understand you still got to go out and get pass rushing guys on the end um, and really, as you know and have talked about, Woot, you know you need that three technique, but you also need that opposite dominant defensive end too to really make everything work. Mm-hmm. But to me, between those two, I'm going with Jalen Carter just right now as it stands on Christmas Eve. I would agree. I I haven't watched enough of the tape to really know, um, which uh, I will be doing. But I just think for what the Bears need, the inside guy makes more sense right now. However, Woot, I'm not I'm not taking either of them. I am trading that pick. Too many needs, but to answer your question, if we're if we are making the pick, I would take Carter at at this point on December the twenty fourth, Christmas Eve. Mary, Mary, everybody, but I'm trading that pick all day. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to trade the pick, but I, I'm with Hogue that I hope we can trade it back to only one or two spots to where we still can get one of these two guys because, as we've talked about this whole show, how important we need to add to this defensive line, and we'll only be able to add so much on the defensive line in free agency because uh, that takes two to tango there, but. To me, I'm, I'm right there with you guys. Jalen Carter is the pick to me. Uh, uh, Matt Eberflus talked about this week how the, the three technique is the, the engine of this defense. And so if they're that close in talent, you know, a lot of people say the difference between Will Anderson and Jalen Carter is motor. And those are people that break down the tape a hell of a lot more than I do. But the one thing, I like just trying to be devil's advocate and putting myself in Jalen Carter's shoes Jalen Carter's been a beast for a few years now. We've all known he's a very talented player. And if you're that type of guy that knows you're going to be a top five, top 10 pick, and you're playing at Georgia every, you talk about the risk, Justin Fields the rest of the season, Jalen Carter's risking his livelihood every time he steps on that field for Georgia. So it's hard for me to judge players that are waiting to get to the NFL and get their payday to change their life and their family's life to go out there and lay it all on the line every single play the ones that do credit to them but you know there is a business decision you have to make as a collegiate athlete that's looking at the nfl so that's me just trying to play devil's advocate not excuse making taking plays off but at that same time you got to look at the bigger picture when you're georgia and you're beating teams by 50 and you want him to not take a play off at the end i think you're being a little ridiculous in your fanness there so you know, from the highlights that I've seen from Jalen Carter, he looks like the real deal Holyfield. I'd love for him to be on this defensive line. It's a great question yeah. from Cody as to who we go after in free agency. I don't know if anybody wants to tackle that one. I, I'm, I love Cole Komet, but I'm starting to get a little bit excited about uh, perhaps adding another tight end of ma- massive talent, Mike Kosicki. But I, I, you just got to get him. We, we need to get playmakers for Justin Fields, dudes that can get – catch the football down the field. Um, and I, yeah. I, David Montgomery I, put the ball on the ground today, but I'm, I'm keeping that guy. I, I think trading for a wide receiver like a Mike Evans, you know, depending on – because uh, yeah. this this Tampa Bay Bucks team might look a lot different next year. You know, uh, they're talking about Brady maybe not being back. Uh, hey, I, I would trade some picks for, for Mike Evans for sure. You know, I think, I think he's a dynamic playmaker. I, I still think he's got at least four or five more years left in the tank. Um so yeah, it'd be good to see. And then and about the the, the Jalen Carter, um, Will Anderson situation. For me, I think we could address potentially the defensive tackle in free agency. I don't think there's the same type of de- defensive ends in free agency. So I think Will Anderson. 
I think he could potentially be like a Von Miller as far as rushing the passer. So I would pick him first. Jalen Carter, I agree. At times he takes plays off. But the same thing was, was said about Miles Garrett when he was coming out. That's why a lot of people weren't high on him because he took plays off. It's worked out for Miles Garrett. You know, hopefully that could be the same with Jalen Carter. I think he's dynamic when he turns it on. But for me, I think Will Anderson could do it all. He could rush the passer. He could play the run. And I, I, I'm going to pick him just because of the needs that you could potentially address with free agency through D-tackle. Hey, um, you, just, you just swayed me. I'm in. Will Anderson it is. Seriously. <laughs> I, well, if that, his, I like Wood's game plan. If you think you can get your three-tech in free agency, then it makes sense. Uh, well, and that's the, that's the great thing, and 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 not to uh, diminish a, any reason why you guys should be watching us in January and February, and I hope you all do, but because uh, we're going to keep it going strong with these shows. But the reality is, when when March uh, was it the fourteenth or fifteenth, whatever the New Year date is for the NFL, when that hits, the Bears are probably going to sign a big time defensive tackle or defensive end, or maybe even both. And that's going to give us a lot more clarity over which uh, one of these two guys that they'll, they'll be targeting in the draft. It might even make it obvious who that, who they would actually go after. I don't care who they get in free agency, whether it's D end or D tackle or both. I don't care. It's, it's best player available when you have the talent deficiency, this team does. So if you get, the D tackle from the commanders, but you still think Jalen Carter is the best player defensive player in this draft. You draft Jalen Carter. You don't start doing need and, and poking around at, okay, we got this hole filled. I, to me, if you feel that strongly about one or the other, I don't care what you've done in free agency. You take the one you feel the best about. Sure. Absolutely. Hey, um, some bad news that the bills have to deal with. Um, the airport in Buffalo's closed, so they have to spend Christmas Eve, uh, you know, at some hotel by the uh, by O'Hare. So, well, depending on your family situation, it could be a blessing. Okay, yeah. I'll text. I'll, I'll have to text my boy Tanner Gentry. Be like, hey, the prime ribs gonna be warm over here at the Bragg's residence. Come on by. Tanner's uh, the goat. No, that sucks, but. Um... Yeah, you got to make the T- best wait, of the situation. Wait, wait, wait. wait, I like Tanner Gentry, but Tanner gave me a look too. You said Tanner's the goat. I love Tanner. At what? I love Tanner. He is the goat. I love Tanner. Just go, keep going. All right, don't mind my. Sounds family. like a bromance there. Sounds like a bromance. I got a lot of love for Tanner. Right? Chill out there, so, right? Tanner's the goat. All right, guys. What? Go watch his Wyoming tape. Okay, Rags. What do you got going on on Christmas Eve here? Prime rib, I hear. That sounds pretty good. Yeah, we got well. Prime rib is going to be for Christmas. We're going to our family's uh, annual Christmas Eve party. It's a lot of fun, a lot of laughs and love being shared. The thing we do, maybe I'll share it along on Twitter, is uh, every year we sing the Twelve Days of Christmas as a family, and it sounds really hokey, but it's actually a lot of fun. I, you know, Adam, quit laughing at our family traditions. Uh, Do it, do it right now. Do it right now. I'm I'm, not. Right I'm now. not laughing at all. Christmas, my true love gave to me three. And, <laughs> yeah, and the best part is the five golden rings. Whoever holds that role has to really, really play it up. You can't, you can't fail at the five golden rings. Five golden and yeah, and the kids love it, Adam. Okay, and we all have like these. So every year it's been passed down. We have these paper bags in our hands. And each one represents one through twelve. Did anyone just see there. what he just did? What was that? It's me putting. Don't do you it again, what, Adam. I'm gonna leave. You asked me what we're doing. I'm telling you now. You're roasting my family traditions. I'm gonna share it on Twitter, and you'll see how special it is. I know. I'm just messing around. All the kids' like... faces. Whatever. What are you doing, Mark? <laughs> uh, well, you know, it's interesting because uh, I am supposed to. I'm the only guy that's making anybody work on Christmas Eve other than us working right now. And I'm supposed to get this TV installed. He was supposed to be here at 4. <laughs> I told you the other night. They're not coming. It's yeah, he four, ain't coming. It's 4.15. We've been texting. Uh, I told he him not to coming, come up. Man. Yeah, he might just be straight bailing at this point, which would be an amazing job. He's watching that TV at well, his house. Cool. <laughs> if you got to go to get your TV set up you should just leave i uh, know i 
he's supposed to call. I'm, I got the phone right here. I'm supposed to get a text. This dude should have been here. I thought I was going to have to leave the show. I thought point. you were handy, Carm. I thought you knew how to oh. do all these things. I thought he was mounting you know? the TV in you the dark to... behind you. Yeah, no, no, no none of that. So I thought all you need, all you need is a stud finder. You know, yeah. you... I, I'm looking. Uh, to be honest, I got uh, we got some family uh, Chinese food action over here. For, that's what that's what we do on these days. And then I'm looking for a movie recommendation in the theater tonight. I'm, I'm thinking, I, and and I put it out on Twitter. No one's coming through. Uh, and a theater Joe, movie. A theater. I want to go theater movie tonight. That's that's what I'm well, feeling. You decided not go to the theater. I just watched Bullet Train on Netflix, and I with uh, Brad Pitt. I yeah. highly recommend it. it I want to really I, entertaining. I, movie. I, no, I want to go out. I want to. I want a popcorn. I want to sit down. I want to see a couple people. I want to overpay okay. for a, for a coke, and I want to have. That's what I want to do from after a nice dinner. We gotta. We might actually upgrade tonight and go off the Chinese move and, and actually get a get a steak. It's on the play here. We might do a Harry Carries. Uh, hang out with the people. That's an option. So. Oh, I might have to bail on my family and come down to Harry's. I you love better, Harry's. You better yeah. watch me in front of my family because my mom's in the chat, Barbara Graham. I'll What's be up, seeing Barbara? you soon. Oh, Mom. she's yelling at me already. She's yelling at well, she's I think she's laughing with you, but just okay. better mind your manners. I better see a video of this. I'll post it. I posted okay. it a couple years ago. It's very festive. It'll what what do you got your, going on? It'll warm your little Grinch heart. <laughs> I do look at me. I'm Mr. Christmas over here. Okay. All right. Corey, what are you doing? But that's all right. You guys, you guys are cutting out a little bit. Sorry, Corey. What do you oh, got going so, on? Oh, so so my uh, my my parent, yeah, my my parents and uh, and sister are in town. They came to St. Louis, so they come every year for the holidays. So uh, yeah, we're, we're hanging out. We're uh, making some food tonight. A bunch of little appetizers. We got the jumbo shrimp cocktails, the uh, pigs in a blanket, some nachos. Uh, you know, the mini burgers, and then. Uh, yeah, we play a bunch of these holiday games and stuff like that. My sister got some stuff cooking up, so yeah, excited for it. So it's so it's good for them to come in when and, and see, see the kids and hang hey, out. And... When you guys say what you're grateful for at the Christmas dinner, are you going to tell everyone how grateful you are that we're friends now, Corey? Brick no, I, I think that's like last time my level of greatness, <laughs> great gratefulness. You know, I'm like, <laughs> no, I, I am thankful for you in, in, in some regards. You know. Um, you know, just, just the brick by brick mentality, brick you know, brick, um, it's something I live by every day. So when I wake up in the morning, you know, I have it on my wall, brick by brick, rise um, and shine, and brick by brick quotes, uh, brags. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> when I'm thinking about going to the gym, you know, in the morning, first thing at five o'clock, when I get up right there, brick by brick, baby, dumbbell by dumbbell, one fifties <laughs> by one fifties, pressing them. And you know, you got to go to work and Hey, I work on those dumbbells. I'll tell you that. <laughs> That's awesome. Who tweeted recently? Some or some athlete was talking about brick by brick. Oh, Io. Io said it after his game winner the other night. He knows he's part of the team. Yeah, he's CHO. He uh -oh. knows the he knows the mentality. Brick, brick baby. The real ones know. So That's why we got all those bricks in our studio. Shout out yeah. Io. Yeah. By the way, I texted the game uh, winning layup. I texted the TV guy, you still making it? No response. Great. All right. Well, we're going to get out of here, keeping the show a little bit shorter because it is Christmas. Um, I will be, uh, we will have some shrimp cocktail going as well in the Hogue house. We got a bunch of crab. We got to get going in the crab pot. Um, looking forward to that. That's the uh, Hogue family tradition. There probably won't be much um, singing, though, but. Uh, Shout out to Barbara. Barbara, Merry Christmas. We love you at CHGO. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to one and all. We The, the support this year has just been phenomenal. Yep. Uh, we, we greatly, all of us greatly, greatly appreciate it. I know I do. Um, so I hope everybody has a great rest of their holiday today, tomorrow, all that. Um, and Hogue, you win best festive look of the day over Braggs and his thing. You, you, I think you're just the most pure guy going today. I think you, I, I got to give it to you. I love Christmas. Christmas is I mean, legit. Hey, uh, if you do need something to watch tonight and you don't make it out, Carm, yeah, Netflix, a very Murray Christmas. It's like their Christmas special from a few years ago. I watch it every Christmas Eve. It's great. I'm going to need the dude to show up and actually be, I mean, I can't watch it on the computer, but I would love to, I, I'm just the fingers crossed. If we stay in that, 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 you know, I'll get that thing going on here. Let's go. Or, you, or just get in the car. You drive up here. <laughs> okay. We got crab. We got everything you need. I, All right, guys. 
Uh, Merry Christmas, everyone. Appreciate you watching and being here on uh, Christmas. Woot, appreciate you. Braggs, Carm, everybody. Um, Joey, thanks for producing today. Great job by everyone. Follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue, at the Carm, at Corey Wooten, at G Braggs Jr. 23. Uh, we were, we're off tomorrow because Bears obviously don't play, and it is Sunday, but back Monday, as always. Uh, we will be breaking everything down from this game, going through all of it, talking about, you know, whatever news comes out, uh, field status and everything like that. Um, and one last note, this is from Courtney Cronin. Just, I've been looking for an update. Fields did say um, the shoulder injury, it's going to be a nagging injury all year, just going to fight through it these last two games. So moratorium or i'd be saying a lot of things merry christmas everyone (laughs) all right good night everyone merry christmas we'll talk to you monday merry christmas